This is Sandra D. Robinson, Charisma on Camera, and you're listening to The Sherry Hill Show. Sherry is the wealth protection diva and CEO of Sage International Incorporated, a leading provider of financial education, business development, and wealth protection strategies. Celebrating 24 years in business, Sage International is proud of the consistent role they play in supporting the economic engine driving this country, small business, the backbone of America. And now, here's Sherry. Seth Green is the world's number one trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee, and the founder of MarketDominationLLC.com. We'll be right back. If you want the best tax and legal secrets used by successful real estate investors today, contact Sherry Hill the Wealth Protection Diva at Sage International Incorporated, a local company that's been helping new as well as seasoned real estate investors for over 23 years protect their hard-earned wealth today. To schedule a free 30-minute consultation with Sherry, call 775-786-5515. That's 775-786-5515 to strategize with the Wealth Protection Diva today. Call Sage International. Welcome back, and thank you for tuning in to the Sherry Hill Show. Really excited about my guest. Seth Green is the world's number one trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing. Welcome, Seth, to the Sherry Hill Show. Thanks so much for having me, Sherry. It's an honor to be on with you and serve your listeners. Well, it was a lot of fun. I know I did your podcast. I think it was last year, wasn't it? I can't remember. It was. And I uh, had a lot of fun. That's how I got introduced to you. And then as I discovered all the work that you're doing out there in the marketing world, which marketing is my favorite subject in business. So let's, let's just give a little history because when people talk about, you know, direct response marketing, I don't know that everyone fully understands what that actually means. I would agree that they do not. So direct response marketing is marketing that, to use the word to define itself, generates a direct response. So unlike brand building, where you know Nike might spend billions of dollars so that everybody recognizes the swoosh logo and knows the saying, just do it, but that doesn't actually sell any shoes unless you can spend billions of dollars penetrating your marketplace's consciousness. Direct response marketing, every single penny is trackable, is held responsible, and every single thing has to generate a trackable result that generates in revenue for our clients. So that isn't just online, that's offline, that's every way that you're marketing. Correct. Anything we can use to make directly responsible for results. So it might be online, it might be direct mail, it might be TV, it might be radio. It's just done differently. It's not done to get your name out there. It's not done to get a focus group to recognize your logo. It's done specifically to get people to raise their hands and take action on what you're offering. Well, in reading your story, I find it fascinating. I work with a lot of financial advisors throughout the country. And so that's what you started out. As a young man, you were... Uh, Well, tell us your story. Well, I still am a licensed practicing financial advisor. So um, it wasn't that I wasn't cut out for it. It was that my branch manager at the Fortune 500 company I worked for handed me the phone book after the first day of training, after the last day of training, and said, you know, all your, they're all in there, Tiger, go get them. And I didn't know any better, so I made 300 cold calls a day every day, interrupting strangers asking them for money. And if you've ever tried that, it's not very much fun. So after banging my, my head against the wall for a while, I finally had the good fortune to uh, beg my 
wife to let me borrow the money to go fi- to go hire a gentleman by the name of Dan Kennedy, who is a legendary direct response marketing coach and consultant. Dan taught me a much better way instead of making cold calls, interrupting strangers. He showed me how to get my ideal clients, customers, and prospects to chase me, to seek me out, to know what I did, why I did it, how I did it, how much I charged, and want to hire us. So it completely transformed my financial services business. It took me over 6,700 reps at the firm I worked for, I was in last place. And in in a couple short years of working with Dan, I was in the top 30 nationwide for opening new accounts, which was a stratospheric rise and got me written about in a bunch of trade journals in the industry and a bunch of magazines, a bunch of books, which then I had all these financial advisors calling me saying, how do I do what you did? Dan told me to start a marketing firm and do it for them. I started MarketDominationLLC.com 10 years ago to do just that. It has also since taken off, and we've now expanded and served a much bigger marketplace than financial advisors. Um, We still work with financial advisors every single day, helping them grow their practices, but now we work in dozens of other different industries as well because the principles of direct response marketing can be applied to just about anything. Yeah, I'm a huge study of Dan Kennedy myself. My library, I think, has every one of the books that he's ever written. And so being, you know, in a marketing mindset, I get it, that call to action. And, but more important, it really is, you see it because I see it all the time, is all these people that spend a whole lot of money in marketing and they don't know who is their target market and what responses should they be asking for? You are absolutely right. That is one of the biggest mistakes. Uh, one of the first questions we ask anytime we talk to a potential client is, you know, who is your ideal client? And eight times out of 10, they don't have it defined to the level that we define it because we found that once you fix that and define literally exactly who you're looking for, everything else changes and suddenly starts working a whole lot better. Of course. And you discovered, which is how I've discovered in all my marketing, is I become my own case study, right? So, so you, Absolutely. Yeah. You know, you're looking at it going, there, I know there's a better way. And it worked for me, and so now you can go out and teach. And so you've written, what are you, six books now? Seven. Seven. And those books are all, I see there's a lot of, you know, related to the real estate world, obviously financial advisors. And so how is it that you find time to do all this writing and speaking and podcasting? I am a very productive person. I, I get asked that question all the time. People always ask me how I get so much done in a day. I think the answer is I don't do anything else when I work. I just work. All of the interruptions that plague everybody else, I have set up barriers to prevent those from happening. I am a voracious implementer mm-hmm. and get things done really, really quickly. And I guess I would say, I mean, we all have the same 24 hours in the day, right? So it's just about just a question of how you use them. Right, exactly. <laughs> but it's admirable. Thank you. I greatly appreciate that. <laughs> I've also discovered that the, it's a whole lot faster to write a book if you don't write it. It's a whole the distance from your brain to your hand is a lot longer than the distance from your brain to your mouth. So there are a number of books that I've written that were written as interview books, which is a service that we provide our clients to make them an author and make them the authority and their marketplace. And book seven, which tells exactly how we do that, market domination for podcasting is on the shelves at Barnes & Noble right now, which is a bucket list item for me. Hmm. Well, you've obviously, because you do podcasts, you've interviewed all kinds of people in the marketing world. Give us some of the insights that some of the top marketers, I mean, obviously Dan Kennedy is someone who really launched 
the, the marketing mindset in you, but who else have you learned from? I learned from everybody. I learned from every marketer. I learned from every entrepreneur we interview as well on our Sharkpreneur podcast with Kevin Harrington from Shark Tank. So some of, let's see, some of my favorite folks I go back to again and again and study with and learn from and have the good fortune to, you know, call friends or colleagues that, you know, take my calls. I would say uh, Roland Frazier, Perry Belcher, and Ryan Dice over at Digital Marketer. They are longtime partners of ours. Russell Brunson from ClickFunnels. He's been on the show multiple times. Uh, Dr. Corey Malnikoff, best-selling author of The $4 Sandwich, is one of my favorite top 10 books of all time. Vern Harnish from Scaling Up and a company called Gazelle has been instrumental in helping us you know, scale our business. So I would say that those would probably be my top four or five. Hmm. Interesting. I have not heard of most of those people. <laughs> so that's interesting. So thank you. I will check them out and add to my own library. I love knowledge and information to help me continue to grow my business as well. So now you said you still are doing financial advising and of course now you're doing all the marketing as well. What is the most fun that you're having in business with relation to marketing? That is a great question. So the financial services practice obviously takes a much smaller percentage of my time. I let about two-thirds of my clients go over the last 10 years as the marketing firm took off. And the marketing firm takes about takes 90% of my time. It's honestly a whole lot more fun for me because we get to do things that cause immediate results. So if you're advising someone on a retirement plan, I mean, they may not actually retire from, for 20, 30 years. And sure, you get to see, you know, their statements go up along the way, but it's not the same thing to me as creating, let's say, a Facebook marketing campaign for a financial advisor like we did literally yesterday, and he has leads today. Past performance is no guarantee of future success. Insert your standard legal disclaimers here. So what is the most fun for me? I like the writing aspect. I love writing a, I just wrote a, I think about a 14-page sales letter for a reverse mortgage broker in Colorado. I had a blast writing that letter. He's super excited to use it. I wrote another one for another long-form sales letter for another financial services firm uh, that's going to be launching that marketing campaign very shortly. So I really, my favorite activities are creating the vision for the campaign. What is it going to be? What are we going to do? How's it going to flow? And then physically writing. That's what I like the best. I like to use my creativity on that. So let me, let me ask you this question because I fight this all the time. You just said you read a, you wrote a 14 page sales letter, marketing letter, right? And this whole uh, concept that, you know, we can only dish out information in bite sized little Twitter sized chunks. I've always fought against because if it's the right target market, you got to give them enough information. You're absolutely right. I, I, I get that question all the time. People will tell me, oh, uh, my prospects aren't going to read that. There's no way. They're not going to read a 20-page lead magnet free report. They're not going to do, they're not going to read this letter. It's too long. And, I, and, we, and I'll tell them, it's only too long if it's boring. If you are fascinating to the person that you are writing to, they will do nothing but read or consume your content. So this whole two-minute video, 40 char- 140 characters, I completely disagree with because if you're doing a good job fascinating and entertaining your prospects, they won't stop. 
I the longest sales letter I've ever read was sent to me was over with 81 pages, and I read every single word. It took me a while. I mean, it might have been a couple hours or whatever, however long it took, but I read every single word and I bought the product. And it wasn't cheap; it was many thousands of dollars. So I did not try and skip to the end. I did not immediately look for a price. I read every single word. So if you are fascinating to people and are writing what they care about, they will read every word that you write or every second that you watch. Well, and again, it's coming back to if you're clear on who your target market is, these are the people most likely to be interested in your product or service and therefore most likely to continue to read, to gather the information because what you really want at the end of that 14 pages or 81 pages that those people are ready to say yes you've already solved all the all the uh, objections of why I shouldn't buy your product or service exactly if I'm writing 14 pages um, my goal is at the end of that that prospect has taken action so in this case the goal of that 14 page sales letter is to get the prospect into my client's office and for him to make his presentation so I believe, I mean, the, the proof will be in the pudding, but if past performance is any indication of future success, it will work, and he will mail that to his tightly defined narrow target market, and he will get great results and be very happy and profitable. Absolutely. All right, we've got to go to break. When I come back, I'm going to pick up this conversation with Seth Green, who is considered the world's number one trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing. We'll be right back. SunTech Solar Screens block up to 90% of the sun's heat and glare. SunTech Solar Screening proudly features Pfeiffer Screening products. Make shade while the sun shines. SunTech Solar Screening, 3529396. SunTech Solar Screening. Welcome back, and thank you for tuning in to the Sherry Hill Show. Really excited about my guest, Seth Green, who's the number one trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing. He's a best-selling author of seven books, and he's the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee and founder of MarketDominationLLC.com. So, Seth, we've been talking about direct response marketing and you know, clarity of purpose for people that if you really have something to sell, that you don't have to do it and chunk it down into bite-sized little pieces that really the goal of direct response is to get that, a direct response. One of the things that's interesting about you, and apparently your life is all about fun, because you do marketing and you're a magician, yes? This is, yes, that is actually how I got started in marketing because I had the good fortune. Uh, I was reading a magic trade journal. Magicians have trade journals. Where there's now six or seven of them. And there was a full-page ad for a marketing course for magicians. And I was looking at this when I was about 22 years old. I didn't have any money. I was cold calling, trying to sell investments for a living. And I got my parents to buy me the course as a birthday present. I used the course in my magic business and became the most expensive, most popular magician in Western New York where I live at the time. So it worked really, really well. I then went to the gentleman who sold me the course, whose name is Dave D. And I said, Dave, would this work in my real job as a financial planner? He said, yes. I said, where'd you learn it? He said, Dan Kennedy. The two words have changed my life. And so as a magician, you actually still perform? I do. I do not market that business because I don't have time, I, but I am the official magician for my kids' elementary schools. 
I have three little kids, so I perform shows for all their classes and do some assemblies and stuff like that. But I'm not out, you know, working a restaurant every single week or doing a birthday parties every weekend simply because I have two businesses and three kids of my own, so I just don't have time. But I do know that you weave that in on some of your book titles and, you know, it's kind of a, it's a skill set that obviously most people don't have. And it's just really interesting. Of course, living in Nevada, we have lots of illusionists, some of the top in the world. You have some of the I was just in <laughs> Vegas a month ago to be a judge for the pitch tank competition, which is a live version of Shark Tank with Kevin Harrington and Steve Forbes. And you have some of the best magicians in the world in Vegas, a number of whom I happen to be friends with. All right. So let's let's get back to the subject of marketing. So you work with people. You really help them understand how to choose the right target. And then how do you really determine, based on that customer, what is going to be that marketing plan? Is it, like you said, is it a Facebook? Is it, I want to drive people into my office? I want someone to pick up the phone and call me. So how is it you really decide the best method or media, the right media, to attract those people? We're going to do a lot of research to determine where that ideal target market is hanging out and where they like to consume content. So if you were going after my wife, who is a stay-at-home mom of three kids, she lives on Facebook. So Facebook and Facebook Messenger ads would work really well for her. However, if you we have a client who's in going after um, the senior citizen market, and so if you're going after Betty, who's 80 years old and is a widow and has arthritis and... She's not necessarily, Facebook ads aren't necessarily going to be the ideal place for her. You might, you will do a whole lot better with Betty sending ads, sending a direct mail campaign that is on newsprint as opposed to glossy paper because newsprint's easier to turn if you've got arthritis. And we're going to use large print because her eyes probably aren't the best and we're going to get to Betty that way. It just depends. It's all based on the research. Once we define the target market, it's all based on the research of what ideal form of media is going to reach them and work the best. Right. So in this concept, because this is where a lot of people fall down under marketing, which is that call to action, but then measuring the results, right? So most people are, yeah, I'll send a letter or I'll print up a little brochure, but they never do the backside, which is, is the marketing actually working? Correct. If you don't have tracking and a mechanism for doing that, what's the point? You might, I mean, there are plenty of companies who will, come in and say, oh, we spent $400,000 on our marketing. We don't know if it works. And I said, well, then God, why on earth would you do that? And it's because they didn't know any better. They didn't. Uh, I actually left the Fortune 500 company I worked for. One of the biggest reasons was I was a shareholder of that publicly traded company. And they launched a billion-dollar branding campaign, branding their new logo. And this was about 15, this was 14, 15 years ago, they did a billion dollar branding campaign and the VP of marketing, who is the genius responsible for this, was doing a road show in every office, you know, showing off all the materials and talking about how great this was and how we should reference it. And I raised my hand because I, I had a year with Dan Kennedy at this point. And I said, okay, we spent a billion dollars. What was our return on investment? And he said, what? He said, you spent a billion dollars on marketing. How many clients did we get as a direct result of your Wall Street Journal full-page ads, your TV commercials, your radio commercials, your event golf tournament sponsorships? How much did we make? He said, well, we have no way to track that. And I said, okay, we're investment advisors. We're supposed to tell our clients what returns we're generating for them every day, but you can't tell us a return. And he said, uh, no. And okay, that was the writing on the wall for me. I left shortly thereafter because I said, wow, they just blew a billion dollars of my money as a shareholder. Um, 
I'm going to go keep doing this direct response stuff and I'm going to do it on my own so that they don't waste any more of my money. <laughs> right, exactly. One of the things that also, you know, coming out of the marketing world is, you know, I'm, I'm hugely adamant and this is one of the things I teach in all my classes is that marketing is your business. It's not a division thereof or a budget line item. Everything you do relates to marketing because if you don't have a customer, you don't have a business. And so how is it that you help people overcome this thought process like I have to help people overcome, which is it's not a division, it's your business. It's a re-education. Absolutely, I, I think it is the most important part of your business because it doesn't matter how good you are if you don't have anybody good anybody to be good for. So, I mean, the best investment in the world may not be Warren Buffett. It's someone we've never heard of who has outrageous returns for his own account, but never told, didn't know how to tell anybody and so didn't raise billions of dollars to invest. So I think it's just a question of, of changing your mindset because I will, every financial advisor we talk to, and we talk to a new number of them every single day who come in from marketdominationlc.com and want to talk to us and we'll say, you know, what's your biggest challenge? And they'll say, well, um, I need more people to more quality prospects to get in front of. I get in front of them. I can do a good job making them clients. I just need more people. So that's marketing. How else are you going to get more people in the door? So to us, it's the most, it's the lifeblood of your business and we wouldn't have it any other way. Well, yeah, but when I talk to people, it's, you know, when I say, well, you know, what are you spending on marketing? Where is your, how are you driving leads into your business? It's like they push it off to the side and go, oh, well, that's, you know, that is an expense to me. And so there's really, you know, a lot of people out there in business that really don't know what business they're in, and that business is marketing, <laughs> right? Absolutely. You're not a financial advisor. You're in the business of marketing financial services. I agree 100% because without that, nothing else matters. Exactly. And so it's just kind of fun. Um, fun for those that get it and not so fun for those that don't because they're typically out of business in a shorter period of time. So, all right. Or well, they Seth, have to work a whole lot harder and make less money. Exactly. So, Seth, out of all this, you've been doing this now, like you said, about 14, 15 years. You've hung out with some of the top marketers in the country. You're doing a lot of great stuff out there to really help people understand that marketing is their business and providing certainly a lot of excellent resources, your podcast, uh, marketdominationllc.com is a great starting point to find out all the things that you're doing. In our last minute or so, give me, give me your top one or two suggestions to people that are listening to us and going, wow, that's Sherry, that's Seth, they're right on it, they understand marketing, I need to know more. What should I do as a starting point? That's a great question. What should you do as a starting point? I would say the very first thing, so we teach uh, for folks who want to learn as opposed to just have us do it for them, there's five principles to, mag to making your marketing get magical results. The first one is, and we won't have time to go into all of them, but the first and most important one we've addressed, which is the who is your target market, uh, then where do they hang out, and what are you going to do differently that is going to make you stand out, you know? Why should they do business with? If you can answer this question, you can transform your whole business. And that's why should I do business with you as opposed to anybody else who does what you do? Because if you're a financial advisor, a lot of times 
the brochure from Morgan Stanley, the brochure from Merrill Lynch, the brochure from, you know, Charles Schwab are all pretty much interchangeable. You swap the logos out and pretty much everything's the same. You can get the same mutual funds pretty much anywhere. So it's a question of how are you going to differentiate yourself so that they're not buying the mutual funds, they're buying what you do or who you are that is different. All right. And so the value that you bring to the marketplace, and I'm sure that you discover there's a lot of work that you have to do with people before they can, you know, hire you to do some of this work is really what is the value they bring to the market. Absolutely. And we help them define that. It's funny, I had someone who called me the other day and said, I want to pay for an hour of your time for a consultation. I want, what are we going to, I said, I'm sure, what do you want to talk about for that hour? And he said, I need a sexy hook. I need, I'm a financial advisor and, and you know, and, and an insurance agent. And there's, you know, thousands of them in my town. And I go to networking events every week. And I need to know, I need to be able to say something to get people to say, wow, I got to talk to you. I need a sexy hook, which we crafted for him. And he's off to the race. Exactly. So that, uh, so there's a, there's a lot of, pieces to the puzzle but once you put it all together and as you know i try and share with people you know you invest a lot of that up front when you're just first starting out in business your first one or two years that's when you really invest the time and the energy and your resources to nail who you are why you're different who's your target market and then all of the marketing collateral and pieces make more sense when you're hitting the right modality is it print direct mail online offline or whatever yet people don't want to invest that kind of time and energy up front that's why i teach that's why you speak that's why you produce all this great resource so thank you for being here with us today Thank you so much for having me. It's been an honor. And again, if your folks want to learn more, marketdominationllc.com is the place. Cherry Hill Show values the role we play in supporting the economic engine driving this country. Small business, the backbone of America. Send her a message on facebook.com slash Sherry Hill Show and tune in next week, same time, same station for the Sherry Hill Show.